I don't think any dude wants his bone not on. You're doing it wrong if you're chewing it. Anyang SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K Romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. We're all back together. We are back together. Here we are in our year of our Lord, 2023, January 11th to be exact, if you want a spoiler. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we are finally together. And I think it has been almost, I think it's been a month. Because it feels like it's been a really long time. We took time for the holidays. We had COVID. Well, you had COVID. (laughs) Megan. I did, yeah. Leah is um, building an ark. Yes. And we are, we are collecting all animals two by two. <laughs> <laughs> no room for the unicorns, though. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I feel like what I feel like today I had a really fun experience of listening to the pod because last week, as you acknowledged, uh, I had to dip at the like 11th hour. and. Uh, because, you know, we were in a bomb cyclone and just all hell had broken loose. So you held down the fort without me, which I really appreciated. And I got to listen to the pod today as just like a regular guest because I hadn't, I didn't edit this podcast. Like I went in just like a member of the public. And I just have to say how proud I felt that Megan talked about evacuating her bowels with McDonald's coffee. I literally, <laughs> we're talking about screaming. I don't normally scream. I screamed when I heard that. I was like, Did you just say? I was like driving and I was like, ah! and it's, it just shows how comfortable I've gotten. Really this, have. Like, just like on this podcast that I'm just like, I'm just going to just talk about how great McDonald's coffee is. You've got your inside pants on and you're ready to just evacuate. I- so you know big um appreciation yeah to both of you i wanted to just show you where i'm at because this was my big uh it's almost better now but this is my big sad story i don't know if you can see it anymore but um i'm trying to show you uh, yes i want sympathy please this is your new year's eve right i'm holding up my finger my middle finger to megan and amy because I wanted to talk a little bit about my big boo-boo that happened on New Year's Eve. Because I was like, okay, we're going into the new year. 2022 wasn't a bad year for me. But, like, you know, I'm trying to set my intentions. And one of the things – so I came up with my word of the year. And if you've had a word of the year, I would love to hear it. But for me, I chose that my word of the year for 2023 is going to be vital. I took a long time to decide it, like dates. And I thought – I love doing words of the year. Yeah, this is new for me. So shout out to Allison over at Afternoon Army, uh, our resident uh, therapist, literally, (laughs) um, who was like, I've done this for 11 years. And I was like, what a great practice. I'm going to do this. And basically the idea is like picking a word that signifies like an intention you want to set for the year and then kind of helps you as like your guiding thing. So rather than like a resolution, having this word that like you can hang multiple things off of. And that really works to how my brain works. And clearly, Megan, your brain as you're nodding. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's more multifaceted. So, yeah, I went with vital because I was trying to get at something where I don't feel like I'm, like, beginning a lot of things. But what I'm trying to think of is, like, what's really, like, important to me to focus my time and energy on and where are the things that I can, like, let go. 
And also I like the idea of like vital feeling like vitality with like the health and wellness part of it, but also just that idea of like, yeah, I've got lit, I've got 24 hours in the day. So like, what is essential for me to be doing? And what are the things that like might be cluttering up? And so I was like, okay, I've chosen my word and I'm going to be all about like focus. One really good way to start 2023 would be to be mindful. So I decided to have, um, you know, a whole bunch of people over for New Year's Eve. And I was, I'd already come off of like hosting Christmas, Christmas Eve. I'd had guests, many, many guests. And I was a little bit frazzled and I got new knives because everyone was saying that my knives weren't sharp. So I bought some new sharp knives <laughs> and I had a baguette and I was like, I'm going to be chopping up my baguette as the guests come so I can set out my fancy cheese board. And I've got like, you know, heated artichoke dip and heated brie. And we're going to like have just a lovely New Year's night. Was I focused and mindful? No. I think I was talking to someone, looking around like, la, 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 chopping with the knife. Had I already cut my finger severely once that night? Yes, I had. Did I already have a Band-Aid on one finger because I had like cut myself? Mm -hmm. This is a new yep. part of the story that we did not oh, know. Oh, no, Leah. Yes, my oh, uh, God. finger had already received a flesh wound that night. So oh, no. I was like, bloop, 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 chopping down the baguette. All I know is that like I had this like blinding pain. I looked down just to see this like and it's like a movie, like a fountain of blood, like a Monty Python sketch <gasps> of blood, like art up and splay oh. across the kitchen. I turned around and my friend Coral was standing there who was an out of town guest from Sacramento. We made eye contact and I was like, oh, I think that's bad. And then the power went out because <laughs> it was raining because we're in like freaking like, you know, 40 days and 40 nights of rain or whatever. So the power went out right oh. at that moment, which might be good because I actually didn't see the cut. And all I knew was that like I was losing blood quickly and I started to get like a little bit like I don't normally get too dizzy or anything, but I was like, ooh, this feels like something bad has happened. Like my body's kind of like, Bleh. but I've just had all my guests arrive as well. So I'm trying to be like, ho, ho, everyone, get a drink and like grab some food and don't mind me. I'm just going to go over here to the couch and I'm going to put some pressure on my finger and we don't have power. So Nick's like trying to like get some lanterns out. And it was just like a total clusterfuck. My friend Coral, who like I'm calling her out by name because she was cleaning up the blood on her hands and knees. Because I was like, um, I think I need to just sit down for just a second. It's okay though. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to make small talk with people, like, "Hey, good to see you. How's it going?" You have I'm on your at this point. What's what that? What is wrapped around your finger while you're sitting on the couch? A paper towel that it's like turning rapidly bloody. So I'm like, can someone give me a little more paper towel to like wrap around my finger? So after 45 minutes, I was like, mm, my friend, my husband's friend is um not an EMT, but he's done like wilderness first aid medicine. Has my husband also done that? Yes, he has. Was he even remotely concerned? No, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to like find lanterns and he's kind of like moved on with life as I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm just bleeding out here on the couch. And so I'm mean, bleeding out on the couch. Please remember that when I woke up with Bell's palsy, not to call Nick out, but I woke up with half my face collapsed and could have been having a stroke. He was like, can you just go eat something and see if that makes it better? <laughs> so again, <laughs> I forgot. Not, you, I'm not just always cures paralysis. Yeah. I'm leaving him behind in the zombie apocalypse too. But um, yeah, so anyway, his friend, though, who's lovely, 
he's like, I'll take a look at it. And I'm like, are you going to feel gross about it? He's like, oh no, it's fine. So I like open up. I'm like, you know, I'm actually not going to look at it because I feel like this might be bad and I don't want to like faint on the couch. So I show it to me and he's like, hmm. I'm like, so what do you think? He's like, no, it's bad. I'm like, okay. I'm like, should I look at it? He's like, no, I wouldn't. I was like, okay. (laughs) And he's like, it's kind of like out of alignment. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, it's not like a neat cut. It's kind of, you know, and I was like, oh God. He's like, you need stitches. And I'm like, it's New Year's fucking Eve. I just had like so many people at my house. I do not have the ability to like deal with this right now. And I was kind of like, well, what happens if I just like wrap my finger back up and tape it up and just like call it good? He's like, hmm. He's like, maybe if you were like out in like the wilderness, but you're not. And so, no, that's not my recommendation. He's like, you could get a really bad infection. All sorts of bad things could happen. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, if I go to the emergency room, like we're also in like RSV and COVID. I'm like, I'm going to be there all night. Like I'm going to like ruin everybody's New Year's. People have like traveled. No, almost everybody who was at my house was out of town. I was like, fuck. Oh my God. And so then I was like, wait, my son is over at a friend's house because he wanted to like be with a buddy for New Year's. And I was like, his bestie's dad is a doctor. Like, what if I just like called him up? as an asshole on new year's eve and was like do you have any stitches in your house and normally i wouldn't i would not i'm too midwestern i would never but i was like so freaking desperate i was like i'm doing it so i called jerry i'm like what's going on over there <laughs> like are they like getting into are you drinking <laughs> are they having fun he's like oh he's like they've got a visitor over but they're pretty mellow i'm like could you ask like you know your friend's dad like do they have stitching stuff at the house stitching oh my god you stuff. asked jared ask him <laughs> so the dad gets on the phone he's like what did you do i'm like well i kind of like half cut off my finger i think and he's like okay he's like look i don't have stitching stuff here he's like the office is just down the street i'll he's like i'll just take you to my office i'm like okay i'm like look i'll find someone to drive me down and he's like i'm just gonna pick you up and I'm like, okay. So I like get in the car with a magnum of champagne. I'm like, take my champagne. He's like, okay. Aww. I just need to give you something because I feel so bad right now. And we went down and my son was in the car too. And he's like, okay, mom, I got you. Like, he was so cute. He's like, That's you know, sweet. whatever you need, like I'm here, whatever. And I was like, wow, like, look at you being like so empathetic. Whereas your dad was like, I think you're fine. Um, <laughs> so we get down there. He's like assisting the doctor, like opening up like bandage stuff or whatever. And then they get my finger out and Jared's like, I'm just going to go into the hallway. (laughs) And I see him walk out to the hallway and then he just immediately lays down in the doorway. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, you know, throw up a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I was like, oh my God, it's like having a baby. And the dude like loses it. And like the doctor is just like. Jura, get it together. Come on, come on, bud. Get it together. I'm fine. I'm fine. Anyway, I got stitches. And then he numbed it to put the stitches in. I don't know if you've ever had stitches. I hadn't. Except for like C-sections where like I was like all numb anyway. And so he gave me like a shot of Novocaine. He's like, okay. He's like, how does this feel? And I was like, oh, I mean, I can feel it in my head. But I was like, I don't want to be an asshole. Like this is his night too. Like I don't want to be like, I can't feel it. Can you put it in and sit another 20 minutes? So I'm like, it's fine so i know what it feels like to have your finger sewn shut now i was just like just breathe just breathe oh my god 
doing it. I'm like crawling. Just close your eyes and think skin. of England. Like, and this is not the first time I've heard this story, and I'm like crawling out of my skin. I pretended I was like in the Civil War. I'm like, think of the, <laughs> think of like Gettysburg. Oh my so god! Battle anyway. Gettysburg wound. Yeah. I mean that is jank. Not not the. St- I'm not saying this. St- I'm saying your wound. It's correct. It was like like I don't know how you sliced it weird like that. Well, I think I would just like cut it like not neat. Like it was just kind of like this like right no, no, jagged no, no, bread no, knife. Like because you like hacked no, at it. No, no right. No, no, yes. No. So if you look at it, it's kind of like in like a loose S shape. Was it? Was <laughs> I it a see. Serrated That's why. Knife? Yeah. Was it? No. No, I was using a uh, just a it was a ceramic knife, which I think are sharper than the average knife. But I mean, it didn't have teeth. Oh wow! It no, it did not okay. have teeth. I don't think I would have hurt myself as bad, honestly, with a serrated knife as this. Oh, I can feel it now. <laughs> I mean, I've cut myself with knives a lot, and it's it, that the even the smallest yes. cut hurts so bad because it's just slight oh my god So now my partner so i'm getting the stitches out i've left them in for quite some time we're at you know day 12 so it's looking good i'm looking at now but the problem is is that i definitely cut nerves because now the whole top of my finger i only have like sensation on one little part and my friends have been like oh you need to go see a hand specialist i'm like i am not my husband i don't go see a hand i was like what do i need to do (laughs) a little it's on the it's on my non-dominant hand and i was like what I can't feel the pad of my middle finger, but why do I need to? And do I regret that choice now that I have no feeling? No, except it's really weird. Like every time I hold my phone, anytime I do anything, I'm just well aware that there's like no feeling. But I also feel like I'm like this like grizzled. Yeah, everything's different. I notice it the most when I hold my phone because I type with my dominant hand, my left hand. But I'm like holding it and I'll be like, oh, it's weird. Like I have no, no finger. It feels like my finger just like goes into like a uh, void, you know? Did I just so weird today that you are a lefty? You never knew I was a lefty? I did not. Is anyone else here a lefty? My son is. Oh. But... I am a lefty as my no. father was and as my daughter Bronte is. <laughs> oh, is she? Oh, see? Um, Dane and Bronte meant to be two two lefties. Yeah, so what a good segue. Moving from flesh wounds to matchmaking, because Megan and I talked about matchmaking. How about flesh wounds to showing a lot of flesh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a lot hotter Mm -hmm. than my janky-ass scarred finger. (laughs) Agree, agree. We have been so excited to talk about this. Yeah, so So, let's get to it. Yeah. So do y'all remember when Leah and I spent over an hour, one episode, uh, one podcast episode, trying to convince Amy to watch Singles Inferno? Well, it worked, kind of, uh, because we're back to talk about season two of the Netflix Korean reality dating show, Baby. <laughs> and this time, we do have Amy on board. Woohoo! So- Yay! So first, a quick rundown of Singles Inferno. And just FYI, you do not have to watch season one before you watch season two. Although we do, yeah, although we do recommend watching both just because they're a lot of fun. But uh, the premise of the show, look, it's not complicated, okay? Single men and women are placed on an island together called Inferno. There are competitions to spend one-on-one time with each other, and if they form a match, they get to go to Paradise, which is a fancy hotel where they mostly eat lots of food and swim in pools. 
And the only rule is they can't reveal ages and occupations unless they are in paradise with each other. So, yeah, it's fun. The singles are hot and we can't wait to get into all of the drama of this season. All right. So we're going to get into the non-spoiler section first. So those of you who know, you know, if you're new to this uh, and you just found us for this episode, welcome. Sorry if I grossed you out about my finger. But what we were going to try to do was just talk about the drama first with like some non-spoilers. And so, you know, if you're trying to decide, hey, do I want to watch a dating show? We're going to try to like make the case for it a bit. And then we're going to clearly signal when we're moving to the spoiler section. Sounds good? Sounds like a plan. Yes. Okay. So, so first I just had this question because I thought that Inferno the Island and the Hotel of Paradise were both compelling settings. And I wondered, where are they in South Korea and could you visit them? You know, like when we go on our long planned and dreamed of trip to South Korea, like, could we just head out for a day of fun in the sun and then, you know, end up eating delicious room service in a fancy hotel? The answer to both is yes, we could. So Netflix has confirmed that the island is, and I do apologize for my pronunciation, Sasungbongdo, which is off the coast of Incheon. And this is a very beautiful uninhabited island that has been the backdrop for other Korean shows like the variety shows Two Days and One Night and Running Man. And the island with all of its sandy beaches is a spot where you can take a day trip or do overnight camping. And you don't have to be all like Gilligan's Island to get out to this island. All you need to do is jump on a ferry, not a cruise, Megan, just a ferry <laughs> from Ancient Port Authority. And it's like 32 bucks US dollars. You also have to pay about eight bucks to get onto the island. And they use that money to pay for water, toilets, and maintenance. So this is not a pricey day getaway. And while you're there, you can swim, you can fish, and you can apparently go clam digging. Also watch sunset views, bring your own Polaroid camera for insta-worthy moments. And hey, why not chicken fight and mud, press, mud pit wrestle while you're at it? <laughs> and then it, They did have really, really beautiful sunset yeah, views. I mean, like and then if you have a taste for the finer things in life, you can also visit Paradise for a price so paradise is actually paradise city hotel also in the Incheon area right near the airport actually it recently featured um a video that was made by bts's taehyung and jungkook where they danced to the song run bts together by the pool in the wee dawn hours after jungkook returned from his solo performance at the world cup in qatar so according to workers the pool villa prices clock in at a cool $18,000 a night USD. And Holy Jesus. Oh, man. By celebrities and influencers. But, you know, if you want to ex just experience like the vibe of paradise, most rooms are only going to set you back about $640 US dollars a night, which is still oh, a good, that's good change, but not destroying your entire yeah. retirement. <laughs> We can all share a no. bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Room for one, please. So, mm -hmm. Amy, what made you decide to watch Singles Inferno 2? So what I thought was really funny is that when I started watching Love is for Suckers, 
And I was just, you know, doing my background checks on the actors like I always do. And I I was like, oh, Lee Dahee is one of the hosts of Singles Inferno. And I like threw that at you guys. You're both like, oh, my God, she is. And so that kind of got me into thinking, okay, wouldn't it be fun to do like a sort of comparison of the two? You know, if we really love, well, love is for suckers. We really love Singles Inferno, but love is for suckers sucked. (laughs) Singles Inferno did not. But yeah, so that that's what got me like really interested. I was like, well, I'm going to at least like try out episode one. And I was hooked after the first episode and I loved all 10. It was a lot of fun. So Megan, which season did you like more? So season one was very entertaining, obviously. Uh, But I think season two, like the cast just kind of went above and beyond. The drama and the emotions were heightened. And I don't know if it was like we we kind of talked about this a little bit off pod, but just the hosts seem to be more invested this season, which I think like bled into like my viewer experience. Um. And I don't know, just everything about this season felt like a K-drama on an island. You had second male leads, you had dark horses, you had villains, um, the host cried. Um, and I just, I don't know. But, but then maybe I'll say that every season. Do you know what I mean? Because this one's what's fresh in my mind. So to me, I'm like more um, invested yeah. in like this cast, but... I don't know. I think I I think I do think this show has the potential to get better every season. Yeah, I mean for me season 2 as well. And look, I enjoyed season 1, but I thought the cast here felt more interesting for a couple of reasons. One is that no dude revealed himself to be the CEO of himself, which was a refreshing <laughs> change cuz you know, no, maybe just one woman. Yeah, yeah just one woman. Um, because in season one, most folks were uh, CEOs of themselves. Basically, they were small business owners of some sort of usually influencer type of or nutritional enterprise. And yeah. they'd be like, you know, CEO, so and so. And you're like, oh, but it's like literally just them. Like, I'm the CEO of my living room. Um, I also felt like I was more invested in the relationship relationships here by the end. And at the conclusion, like, we'll get into this in the final episode, but in the end, I was moved with actual human emotions. So no shade on season one, which was a lot of fun, but I was more invested in these folks from Han Bin, who I thought was the biggest ray of human sunshine since someone like J-Hope in BTS. Yes. Yeah, right? Like, he was just so happy and Loved Hanbin. And then Sejong and Nadine, who were just honestly too cool for any other dude there. Mm-hmm. And then I appreciated that they kind of had like hapless villains with Dongwoo and <laughs> Min Su. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't really villains. They just were like unlikable. Right, right. <laughs> like you just, you couldn't, you had no, you had no empathy for them. But then yeah, it felt. Look, but then it gave you someone to root against a yeah, little bit, yeah. and that's like fun. That's what you want to do. You want to root for and against. Yeah, and we also got the most intense mud pit wrestle scene ever, as well Insane. as really direct questions. By the last episode, yeah. like there was so much politeness and friendliness. Because one thing with Singles Inferno that you know we have talked about in Singles Inferno one is unlike like most American dating shows, like Megan's fave, Flava of Love. The cast, <laughs> was, 
fight, like physically fight each other. They do. They like spit on each other. It's crazy. <laughs> so in this, they did end up kind of fighting by the like in the mud pit. It went from like, haha, this is like a game to like, oh shit, like this is some shit. Plus, yeah. um, we got really direct questions that were like much more like usually you give folks like they're all kind of like skirting the issue so like once it got real direct it felt like it got a little bit more real and i was already a fan of the hosts going in by the by the end can i just say that Hyun, who's also from super junior honestly he loves my whole fucking heart like i think he has my whole circulatory system <laughs> and i thought that um han hai han hei and hong jing kyung were great but ida he and kyuhan they just had like so many feelings that made me feel like less of a crazy person like they were feeling with their whole bodies they were reacting they were. with oh. their whole bodies to ida he would like she would like throw up her hands she would like twist in her seat she would be like physically uncomfortable she would it. cry yes. she was like right there with us and those two, I mean, I liked all the hosts, but the other two that I named, like, they were played it a little cooler, whereas Ida He and Kyuhyun had no chill. And honestly, out of anyone I'd date in Singles Inferno, it would be those two. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. like, in love with both of them. Oh, my of. gosh. They were yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But I do have, like, one little suggestion that, you know, I hope the folks at Singles Inferno, like, production company are listening to. And I want, like, them to think about casting folks who might have better chemistry like this felt okay but overall the the females were far superior and also like why did we have three women who ended up being students like they're all really smart and talented but it'd be kind of nice to have seen like slightly older and more established especially women because i'm just kind of curious on how the dynamics would have played out there and having a few babies overall is fine but it also seems odd that there were no male students and then three female students yeah so i actually was watching a um video about from the producers um they were talking a little bit about how they especially the first season they had a really hard time casting people because um koreans thought the show was going to be like netflix is too hot to handle which is like incredibly racy incredibly mm -hmm. racy and they had to be like well no obviously we're appealing to the general korean public and it's not going to be like that but i i guess you know that's a hard sell so i i see that you know there's obviously rigorous casting decisions as well so i get that it's hard but same like i really wanted uh, some women that were a little bit more established in, in their career and also just like can't you know is it wrong i i i wanted adulting adults with jobs like i actually don't really love having students just because i just think that's hard to date anyway like seriously you know why can't we get like a divorced dad uh, or like a single mom like i realize that that's i i know that that's a okay, tough sell a maybe with the right there though for its own dating show like single oh my parents, god a single just... parents dating show come on oh my god i would just love that. it i would i would just love it yeah, yeah. and you know i want to see like a yoon Suri. like give me like a 38 year old woman who's like all right i'm ready to date now after conquering the world i don't know and somebody I just... who's like a ceo of not themselves but yeah like an empire or a, a female doctor like where was like you know and i mean like no shade to like any harvard med school which we'll get into in a little bit like obviously incredibly impressive and like fantastic right. but like having people that were like i'm in my early 30s and i'm a doctor right 
Yeah, I just, I, I, I agree. I think we need to look at the chemistry as a whole. And maybe, you know, that will come if they keep with the seasons because more people might be willing to to do it now. I mean, I get that, like, not everyone's willing to, like, be on a reality show. But I just feel like this one is, it's not like, it's very tame. They're getting to know each other. It's pretty wholesome. Like, come on, people, get on the show. I want to. I will say, and we'll get into this in the spoiler section, too. I bought romance in this one that I did not like I really like was like there's possibly one romance in the first one that I was like meh might be true but the rest mm. I was kind of like meh I don't believe it whereas in yeah. this I was like I bought for sure one and possibly like two and maybe even like you know like the third one we'll get into it yeah, but yeah m- yep. maybe the third yeah I mean probably not but yeah. like yeah all right so first impressions from episode one of any of the cast you want to talk about when we're saying first impressions like first let's set the stage of how they do the first impressions which is they all sit they all come down these like steps that look kind of hard to walk down and you have to think like how awkward this must feel like and i was like did they not see each other before and they have to pretend like they must be having to kind of pretend like they must have seen each other back there right like do they have them all like secluded I don't know, because they really make it see... I don't know. I, I I don't think all of them are good enough actors. Yeah. I actually do think that these are first impressions. I, I could be wrong, but their reactions seem very genuine, and they're not I They're do, not actors. I do, too, especially, like, when they get to the end, like, when Leah was, Leah was talking about the, like, hard questions that came at the end, and there were some questions asked about first impressions, and some people yeah. had some really strong first impressions of people that they never talked to the rest of the show. So mm-hmm, I, right. I do think that that it was pretty genuine, and also it was so awkward. It was very and, awkward. like they just had to sit. Not scripted awkward. They were so awkward. Like like it was clear they had not spent time together. They just had to sit, down and that's my favorite and like, part. Yeah, and be like, hey, what's up? I for I forgot how good that awkward yeah. first like meeting was because I, I I remember that from episode or from the first season it was fantastic and this I felt like this was even more awkward it especially was. when I Nadine like didn't know Dongu was talking to her yeah <laughs> she like ignores him oh god I love so, that girl but, like and the walk is so long like down to the fire pit so long. from the hill it's so long so and, long like you know that they know that like a camera's on them the whole time too. And you have to act like there's no camera on you and just like kind of I would, walk. I would fall hundred percent. I would fall. <laughs> um, so look, here's the deal. As soon as Park Sejong walked down those stairs and that like tight yellow dress uh, with that hair, I was like, Oh man, her box is going to be so full. And I don't mean it in a dirty way. Oh I mean, her mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean her mailbox where they put the notes in. Um but look, I was <laughs> I'm like twelve years old. <laughs> when I wrote her box. Her box was full and made myself laugh. Oh god. Anyway, I was wrong. Instead, uh they just used her for B roll fodder when she was like all oiled up in a bikini with her cheeks out. I mean, she is hot. With like a capital H O T. I, I just you just made me think of the thing that like the big paradox there is like everybody's sitting under a parasol and then there's her and Dong Wu loading up the Tropicana oil. Yeah, 
Exactly. Tro- She's is just it like. Tropicana? Is that what it is? No, that's orange juice. What is it? Hawaiian Tropics. Hawaiian Tropics. <laughs> They're not rubbing orange juice on each other. They're. <laughs> Yeah, it was so funny because you got like Suki who's like in her little parasol and she's or she's like covered in a big towel. And then you have Park Sejong who's like, I'm just getting my cheeks out. I mean, it was she was so hot. And, you know, I just I I I thought she was going to we'll get to it. I but I thought she was going to be the one woman uh, to beat. But I I'm obviously looking at this from like my Western beauty standard lens, uh, which is not the Korean beauty standard lens. Um, yeah. And I don't know the guys, like I remember all the guys kind of walked down and I was like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know. First impressions, like physically, I wasn't really like into any of them, but um, I don't know. I always look, I, I just, I just, I think I was really hung up on Park Sejong. I was like, she's great. Yeah, she was beautiful, but like for me, as far as first impressions, the way I, I took the question was not just from the walk down, but it was just from the whole first episode. And the person who really True. stood out to me of the guys in the first episode was Han Bin. Like he oh, was so outgoing. He took charge of the meal. He was happy and open and so sweet to everybody. And I was like, this guy is a total winner. Um, and as far as the women the impressions that I got were from like their, their first sort of like confessionals. Um, and I really liked both, uh, you and, uh, and so on. They were just like super strong personalities and not afraid to be like, yeah. this is how I am. I'm not cute. Like, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I really liked both of them a lot and they both kind of maintained like being my favorites throughout the entire series. Yeah. I liked them too. Yeah, and for me, let's see here. You know, like, okay, so Jin Young was one of the, so one of the things that I liked about season two is I, you know, we had some late additions, but they weren't so late. He was episode two. Like, 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 like literally, they yeah. threw him in the so, second episode. So, like, season one, I feel like the late additions were in, like, episode, like, seven. Yeah, they <laughs> like, came way too late. One came earlier, like maybe three, four, and then like two came, the, there were two girls that came like way late, like too late that I was like, I don't even really like know what they're doing here. Yeah. So they moved this up better. And look, I'm 43 and I thought that I had grown up and matured. So I had some deep questions with myself on why I was getting hot for like red flag Jin Young, who while <laughs> good looking and quirky <laughs> is a professional gun shooter on the YouTube. <laughs> and you didn't know like, that when you first saw him. Oh, no, but I mean, like, he's emotionally unavailable. Yeah. I mean, like, is he mysterious? Yeah, I mean, sure, we can call it that. <laughs> um, so these days he is sporting a mullet that is less fetching and better for my sanity. But, like, yeah, I was kind of a mess for him, and I judge myself. And then for me, I thought that like Sejong, she came out in this like neon yellow green like bodycon like cutout dress, and I was like, "Yeah, she is hot as shit. She's got yeah. a booty for days." And then she was nice, and she so was. like I would have taken her to paradise and tried to make out. Same. And for the rest, I thought like at the beginning, I just wasn't vibing on any of the dudes. So like in the first first round of impressions before we got Jin Young, I was like, I'm not vibing on any of them. They're fine, but like I, not like not honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I mean it changed over time, but I was like, meh. No, it's I was kind of the same way actually. 
I think a lot of the female, I think a lot of the female contestants were also like not really vibing. And then Jinyoung walks in and they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because the female contestants, I think they were all interesting and cute. And I know that like Suki gets like a little bit less love, but look, honestly, like we'll get into this in the spoiler section. I liked her. Like, yes, she was like the popular girl for like, often doing very little but just looking kind of askance at things but i liked her i didn't think she was like a dumb ingenue no. i thought that I like Suki. Yeah. yeah i also chalk that up to editing too though like they're you know like the editing is going to tell you a story and so they yeah. they really like to show her like just demurring all the time and being shy but like when she talks like she has a lot to say so i think mm-hmm. that was just a lot of you know editing choices too that let us see what we saw like on pure visuals and first impression i was like the the ladies here are like top tier and i was like the dudes are coming in on like the b list i do think i liked many of them by the end much more than i knew their personalities but as they came in i was like meh like they're not up to the standard of these ladies yeah all right well let's get to the spoiler section but before that Let's do our favorite section of every episode, which is our K-pop rec of the week. And we're going to go with Megan this week, who's got a recommendation from a fun new group that I've been getting into as well. Yeah, so the song I'm going to recommend this week is OMG, and that is by a group called New Jeans. And look, I, um, I've i liked New Jeans songs, like I have, but OMG is on a whole nother level of good. To me, it is a perfectly crafted pop song uh it is so catchy i'm it's in my head all the time the choreography is great it is so cute it's a group of five girls and they just mesh perfectly and this is the thing the girl the group is young so they're from the same label as bts and um the group is young they range in age from like 14 to 18 or they did when they debut yeah, they're yeah, really young. <laughs> like they're very young. young. Um, but to me, the song feels like how high school girls would like say like what they would sing about. Because it's kind of like this cute song about a crush. And it just feels age appropriate um, and fun. And if I was like in high school, like that's I would totally relate. And I still just love the song anyway, even though I'm like 39. So it's super fun. I really recommend checking it out. And also there's like a whole bunch of different, there's like a music video. There's like two different performance music videos, whatever. I just recommend you check it out because the girls have the cutest wardrobe. It's a super fun song and uh, just prepare for it to be stuck in your head for days. So once again, that is OMG by New Jeans and jeans as in like denim jeans. Not not new like genetics. <laughs> I think we got it, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, 
and even a live K-Drama support group on Zoom because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoon Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. So what kinds of things do you both like to do when you drive? Pay attention to the road? Is this a trick question? All right, how about when you fold laundry? Why am I folding laundry in this scenario? Read, friends. I was trying to get you to say read. You could just ask us if we like to read when we drive or... Wait, how are you reading when you're driving? With Audible. You know, our sponsor, who is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. I listen to audiobooks on my commute to work in the car. Oh, yeah. I totally do that. I love my Audible subscription. Then why'd you leave me hanging with the whole driving thing? Forget it. It's not important. What is important is that now our listeners can get a 30-day free trial of Audible Premium Plus from Afternoon of Delight. Do you know what they get with that free trial? Actually, I do. They get one audiobook credit, two if they are Prime members, which is good for any premium selection, and they get to keep that audiobook. They also get the whole Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, like Afternoon of Delight, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. And with the Plus catalog, you can listen all you want, no credits needed. And Audible sends you a reminder email before your trial ends. Sounds like a great way to spend 30 days to me, especially if you're heading outside for a walk, have a long commute to work, or just want to hear one of many talented narrators really bring your book to life. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash afternoon to sign up and you're ready to download your first listen. Enjoy! All right. So let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for, and that is the spoiler section. Okay, so that's why we're all here, because we want to just talk the shit out of this drama. So first, let's go through a breakdown of the cast. So Amy, do you want to kick us off with the first couple of uh, folks from this? And we're going to go now to ages and occupations pretending that we're at paradise and we have all the guests now. <laughs> all right. So we'll start with Shin Sulki, who is 25. She's one of our female contestants and she is a piano major at Seoul National University. Uh, she is the center of a love triangle-ish quadrant of love square. I don't know. She's the center of it all, basically. Um, and she got the most screen time this season. And she was basically this season's Gia, who I don't know because I did not watch the first season, but I will take your word for it. And then we have Park Sejong, who is 26, a fitness enthusiast and a model. 
and she was hot, hot, hot. We've talked about the yellow dress in the beginning. Like, she's beautiful. And, you know, we talked about this bit from a Western point of view. We thought that she would be the most popular. But unfortunately, she was the only contestant who never made it to paradise. Honestly, she was too good and sexy for any of the guys, and she knew it. She did. <laughs> All right, I'll do a couple of things just for fun. So we have yeah. Choi Jung-woo, 25, who, you know, I predicted him to be about that age. So our innocent boy was a former soccer player who now works as a barista at his parents' coffee shop that's apparently yes. famous for its super sweet corn coffee. He set his sights on Sulki from the beginning and never let up. Didn't they sit next to each other in first impressions too? I think, yeah. So from that moment, he popped a boner and never ever let it go. <laughs> then we have Isoe, and she is an acting student who recently had a role in The Glory, yeah. which we have not watched except for Megan, who doesn't remember her. So now... <laughs> No, I don't think it was a big. I'm I'm thinking no, it wasn't okay. a big role because that's a pretty big drama. Um, so I'm gonna have to go. She must have been one of like a f- student in like a flashback or something. I don't know. I gotta figure out her role because now I'm like, oh my god. Because I was watching, I watched the glory while I was watching the. See, so you think I would have recognized her? You know. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Then we have Jo Yung Jae, thirty-two, who's a finance manager who made a great first impression on a lot of the ladies. <laughs> and I, I'm i going to say what Megan wrote here and just say I hard disagree because Megan's a bitch about Jay and he had a, what Megan called a pretty run-of-the-mill romance with so <laughs> And Amy, Look, I'm we'll not trying. I want to see where I'm you I'm sorry. Going. I'm sorry. I he's don't like him. He's a stockbroker. Like, he's a stockbroker. He's boring. That's what you told me. I, I say, I like, actually I, yes, don't. I, I don't have like. I, I don't have strong so. feelings about him. I. I'm sorry. I think I gave you the impression. I actually like. I think it's fine. Like, I think their love is beautiful yeah, and wonderful. You're a liar. I, you I don't. Thought he was boring the whole time. I don't know why I wrote run of the mill. <laughs> I am sorry. I honestly don't even remember typing that. I am so sorry. Beautifully run of yeah, the mill. Yeah, we'll get to. We will get to. And then I'm going to close mine out before I hand it over to Megan with Iladine, also 23, who's a pre-med student at Harvard. She is also too good for any of the guys, and her mix of Korean and English was cute and funny. And I actually looked her up on LinkedIn while we were signing on, like getting ready for the show. And her LinkedIn profile is badass. I mean, like. Her parents must be very proud. She went to a pretty prestigious, fancy school, like up north of San Francisco, and she got into Harvard. And I think I think all of us here watched her YouTube video. She became kind of a YouTube sensation for her acceptance video. Ugh, good for her. Yeah, and she was adorable the whole time, like, oh, ma, oh, ma. <laughs> I love her. Because she got accepted to a lot of really yeah. great schools. Oh. Yeah, and basically anyone who, you know, there were a few fools who waitlisted her, uh, one that rejected her, but basically any school that was like anything good accepted her, including Harvard. 
So then we have Kim Han Bin, 24. Uh, he's an award-winning chef who was the nicest guy on the island, but couldn't seem to get any of the girls interested in him romantically. Look, if you've seen season one, we just I just need to say, note to future cast members, the chefs never get the girl. Do not show up and take charge of the cooking. Because it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like the girls just don't go for you then. Because it happened in season one, too. Baffled by it. What? Baffled. Baffled. Baffled by it. Same. Same. I don't disagree. Uh, I don't, I mean, his knife skills were very sexy. Um, But anyway, he was very funny and so friendly. And to me, he just kind of felt like the heart and glue of the cast. He would talk to people and console them when they were heartbroken. And I just thought he was great. Then we have Shindong. Yeah, I just, oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, sorry. I just wanted to say also, I don't know if you agree, but I thought he kind of looked like um, Namju Hyuk. Our, uh, hmm. you know, Namdo son from yeah. uh, Startup. Yeah. Like, they looked like they could have been cousins. He's just really, yeah, he was just shorter. But yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we have Shindong Wu, uh, 32. He is a plastic surgeon and he came on kind of strong with Suki and he never really seemed to get over. Creepy. He came on creepy. <laughs> right. I know. Well, I, I don't know why I was being kind, but he never really seemed to get over like her rejection of him. Like, I don't think he's ever been told no in his life. And he was just like baffled by it. And, um, then he just kind of proceeded to be like a weirdo. <laughs> He truly did. <laughs> and he's like a decade older than her. Yeah. Which is fine, except that she's still in college and he's, you know, a, yeah. a 30 something plastic surgeon. Like, that's very different places in life. Yeah. Um, then we have Chow Sao, oh, Chui Sao Un, 28. She is an artist or a painter, which I loved that they had like a painter. Um, and I thought her art was also really awesome. Um, she's... I, I have a couple of fun facts about her that oh, I okay. wanted to talk about. Well, I was just gonna so say, she... she's, um, I was, I'll just finish. She was, I thought she was really sweet. I thought she formed a really nice friendship with a lot of the girls. And she was the one who, um, had formed a pretty quick romance with Joe Young Jae. I was gonna talk over you because you didn't oh. give her proper respect. So I was just like, whatever, Megan. What? What do you mean? You give her respect as a person, but not in her romance. Oh, yeah. I thought she was cool. I just thought the romance was... The romance was great. There's nothing wrong. I feel like you're making an issue where there isn't. I thought everything was fine. I just... You have a prejudice against stockbrokers. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Since he was, like, writing numbers on the board, I was, like, I was, like, half asleep. Like, I was, like, this is... So she um, went to the U.S. by herself at the age of 14. I did some background because I really liked her, too. Um, and she, um, so first she moved alone <laughs> at 14, which is amazing. What? And she graduated from Pratt Institute School of Art in Brooklyn. So, oh, like, wow. a good art school. Yeah. Um, and then when she came back, you know, she's been painting. But she also is a pageant person, which is interesting. So she has been Miss Seoul and in 2021 she was also Miss Korea. Oh my god. Wow. I love I did love her. I thought she was really cute and smart. Um she seemed like she she would be like a great conversationalist. Like I would sit and talk with her for sure. Mm-hmm. And clearly Joe And she's the one that does all the paddle boarding too and can oh. do like crazy deals on her paddle board. 
Um, okay, so then that's like the original cast. Essentially, that was like the first day. Um, mm-hmm. And then they brought in Kim Jim Young, and he's 28. And he, is, I would say, like was kind of like the dark horse of the cast. He came in um, in like episode two, and he really shook things up. So he's a former soldier for the Korean Navy Special Forces. Um, so he said he was in UDT. Um, they kept mentioning that. So I did look it up, and it is UDT stands for Underwater Demolition Team. Oh, wow. So yeah, they, they're like, we, you know... They're respected. They're like a special forces of the Koreans. So good for him. Good for him. Um, and now he's a YouTuber. And um, <laughs> a gun sh- who shoots like yeah. he's a YouTuber for shooting. Guns. Yeah, he kind of does like military content. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not fully sure. I've, I saw him um, on like other YouTubers who do Korean military content. So, yeah. Um, is that is that how... Like the Korean military trains you. <laughs> just like, I mean, go watch some YouTube videos. I don't know. Well, no, I think they they I'm just a, they do I'm like, like. I'm like, who, what's the market for that? I don't you know. know. Like they do like challenges. I don't know really because it's obviously not. I'm not the target <laughs> like demo. You're not, for the de- that. you're not the target demographic. No. Um, I thought he, he was really charismatic, and he set his sights on Sulky early. Yet he kind of always remained like a little out of reach of her, a little too cool for school. Like he didn't want to commit you know yeah super aloof yeah um okay then we have kim sejun 27 and so he what's interesting is he works for season one's ojin tech um as a gar- garment cutter at a jin takes store called ass cottage um which i just saw um like a reel on instagram and it's like all the employees of Ask Cottage, or I don't know if that's, I feel like I'm saying it I was weird. like, is that really how they, I mean, I know it's Ascot, and it's like combining Ascot and Ascot, Cottage. Cottage. like Ascot. <laughs> I feel like it's more like Ascot Cottage, maybe. Ascot Cottage. Or like, or like give it like a, a little like French twist, like Ascotage. Ascotage. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I feel, Ascotage is terrible. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so but sorry. It's work, Ascotage. Ascotage. <laughs> I'm sure it's not how you say it. But anyway, it was like all the employees and you can see Sejun is there with Jintech. And then it was funny because the comments were like, oh, well, which one's going to be on season three? You know, um, so look, I thought he was very funny and he also didn't have like any qualms about being filmed with like pimple patches on his face. So like that's confidence. He also liked naps. <laughs> and, and then we have With Lim Min watching him napping. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Lim Lim Minsu 26 who is the CEO of her online clothing store and a model, although I'm pretty sure she's just a model for her own online clothing store. I think so too. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean Minsu. She arrived late uh and she really only had eyes for Jin Young, but she couldn't really like take a hint that he wasn't interested. And unfortunately, like I'm sorry, she was a bit of a of a snooze. She just if you're going to bring in, this is the thing. If you're going to bring in someone late, I think it needs to be someone like Jin Young. Someone yeah. who's like yeah. really going to make a presence. You know what I think they should have done? I think they should have brought in Park Sejong late. Late, yeah. I think if they brought her in late, things would have been totally different. And I think she really would have stirred things up. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the cast. 
So let's get into it. We're just gonna we're just gonna get right to like the main storyline of the season, okay? So just like the first season, a newcomer appeared after the initial cast was introduced in episode one, and this time, as as we said, he shook up the cast. We're talking about none other than YouTuber and former soldier Kim Jin Young. His introduction created the love triangle that was sort of the main story of the season between him, Choi Jong Woo, and Shin Sul Ki. And I know I didn't even mention Dong Yu because to me he wasn't even on the playing field, but I guess he thought he was. Yeah. He was. So, so let's get this out of the way. Were you Tim? Were Were you Team Jin Young or Jung Woo? What did you think about her final choice? So yeah, that was <laughs> I said Megan love triangle. I know. What about Dong Woo? I'm so mean. Decided, I didn't even count him. In. <laughs> who decided to be this season? See Hun. And just sort of be there too. So in season one, I guess, spoiler alert, we had a character who like was just like never going to be it. No. But was like kind of the star of his own show as we all are. He was his own main <laughs> so character. This, so at the end when they all had to line up, this just dude went with this girl that we were all like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> Buddy, she's not even considering you. Like, I don't even think she knows your name, but sure. <laughs> so mean. Yeah. And that's what I felt like when Dong like was like, I'm gonna try to talk to her too. I know, I was like, like, why? No one like she does like come on. She already told you. Like she literally already told him, I'm not interested in you. And he's like, I'm gonna keep trying to talk to her. It's like, okay, you do yeah, that. that. <laughs> okay, but here's where I had a pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. I had zero vibes to Jung Woo for most of the series. Like, I kind of thought he was also, like, the sea hunt, just, like, this annoying and needy dude. And I didn't find his awkwardness as charming as the host did. Like, was he attentive to Sulki getting her zinc when she was tired and, like, books to read? Yes. But to me, it felt less green flag and more, like, goober who can't take a hint. Mm. But then came the mud pit. <laughs> the turning point. <laughs> Jung Woo looked like he truly decided this was his Waterloo. Like, I felt like his whole life distilled to this moment. And, like, it was like, look, if he was ever going to get Suki to paradise, his skinny ass needed to stay in that muddy hole. Oh my God. He and, looked breakable. Like, you know. And, look, I didn't think he was going to be able to pull it off. And when I realized he was going to basically do it or die, I started to find myself like cheering for him. I felt like I was like, you know, like one of those like sport romances where I'm like on the other team. And then like halfway through, I'm like, oh my God, like the underdogs, like I kind of am going for you. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, he gets it. And then during his date, he was just so overcome to be there with like the girl of his loins desire. Like when he even got into like the room and he had to like lay on the bed for a second and just like take a moment because oh. he was just so overcome. I know. But the whole time, I felt like he was really vulnerable and open with his emotions. Yes. And honestly, not in a way that felt it. Like, Dong Wu felt like he was, like, showed up, like, you want to fuck me, don't you? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, actually, no. <laughs> Whereas, like, <laughs> Dong like, Wu felt like, I well, I love you as a whole person. Jung Wu's can like, yeah. it's like, can I be in the same room with you? Can I breathe remotely the same air as you? That's all I yeah. want. And I was kind of like, God, it's kind of cute. Like, it's kind of like, I was like, maybe the rich girl pianist who loves a sundress 
is really a great match for our hipster barista. Like, but I still didn't think he had it on lock at all. Because basically, Jin Young played this like mysterious, slightly emotionally unavailable card so well that I felt like I just burned my feminist card and was hot for him. And like I said, I judged myself. And Suki did too. Like Suki was like, I'm hot for this dude. Mm -hmm. But she chose Mm self-respect. And I was floored. And I mean it when I say I screamed. Mm -hmm. Like when she said Jungwoo, I screamed at the tv <laughs> and when my host boyfriend Hyun began to cry i lost my goddamn mind i mean brilliant seriously. brilliant tv like well done show editors as i did not see this coming and i thought that Suki was going to choose with her vagina but she chose with her self-respect and in the end i felt like she went up like a queen with a dude who's going to treat her as such <laughs> That was a great monologue. Way to go, Leah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so last season, Sihun, who we talked about, uh, he really gave me, like, a pathetic ick. Like, ugh, mm-hmm. like, I just did not like that dude. And I really thought that Jungwoo was leaning that way. But he did, re- he did, you know, remain kind of, like, just out of that ick territory for me. But I was like, he can cross over later so let's 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 see um and maybe it was because he gave sulky like room to let her to come to terms with her feelings i I don't know what it was but i really was truly was all in on jin young you know winning the like sweet rich virginal piano student but then that scene came where she cried in front of jong woo because he had given i mean come on he had given her a book and showed her a passage to read. Like, are you It was fucking... poetry. Poetry. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, talk about a K-drama, you know? And she read it. And she came to him and she cried. And he was so sweet. And what I liked is he didn't try to tell her how to feel. He did not manipulate her feelings in any way. He sat and he listened, at least the way the show, what they showed us. Um, but he's just sad and he, and he just listened to her and he was just there for her. Um, and when she confessed to him, you know, I wanted to win this competition and I was going to use it on you to take you to paradise. And I love that, that she, I like Suki too. I actually did really like her mm-hmm. and I liked that, that scene. Cause I didn't feel like she was playing with him. She was like, this is how I feel like, thank, like this is, she was honest with them too. Cause she was like, the passage kind of made me think about something else, but then it did make me think of you. And when he promised her back that he'd win it no matter what, I mean, I was rooting for him at that point. It was like, and I remember thinking to myself, is this show going to like do him dirty and like show that he promised her he was going to win? Um, but I just wanted him to have a chance. And like we all know, reality, reality TV is scripted and Jongwoo had all the makings of like the nice guy who finishes last, he, like kind of like the green flag second male lead who gets passed up for the passion of the first male lead like amy would know like um if you wish upon me jung woo was basically like the doctor and jin jin young was like ji chang wook with his like tattoos and gang fights you know um but jung woo stayed the course and he fought like a madman in that like death pit and he won his chance with his dream girl and the i can't deal the dramatic music (laughs) they Mm -hmm. called his name 
And he's like breathing heavy and he's like, I don't he's know if he's not crying. to cry. Yeah, he's trying yeah. not to cry. Get his eyes closed. Get his eyes closed. He's like and looking it, up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so emotionally manipulative and I just loved it. I fell for it. I fell for it. With you um, comparing, I was going to say really quick, with you comparing Jin Young to Ji Chang Wook and If You Wish Upon Me, I'm just picturing I know. Jin Young walking down that long staircase with a dying dog in his arms. <laughs> and it would have been like game over because <laughs> everyone, would, everyone would have dropped their panties for him. I know, right? Jin Young could have pulled it off. Um, because we all thought she would choose Jin Young. Like it really that's what everyone thought. It felt like a slam duck, you know, his tattoos and a motorcycle, um, freaking special forces, whatever. Um, but Sulky did a change up on us and he she chose the second male lead and got to walk off the island hand in hand. And I, I same I screamed when she made her choice. So good for Jong Woo. And I just do want to add, I did see a deleted scene that they didn't show. Mm-hmm. And Sulky said her ideal type was Lee Ji Hoon. The uncle from Move to Heaven. And if you look at Jin Young next to Lee Ji Hoon, they look oh my God, yes. incredibly yeah. similar. And the mullet Jin Young is sporting now. Seriously. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. But, yeah, you know, she chose Jung Woo. Wears it better. Yeah, she chose Jung Woo, the sweet, sweet barista. Yeah, I mean, you both have pretty much said it all, but I'll reiterate that I did think that Jin Young was hot and he played the aloof card so well, but like you said, Leo, like too well, because I think that kind of bit him in the ass in the end is that he held back his feelings and Sulky wanted somebody who actually was open to her and how they felt about her. And I did feel bad for Jung Woo, you know, when he kept saying, like, I I had my eyes set on one person in the beginning and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot my shot. And his, but his steadfastness, I don't know if that's a word or not, but like, you know, the fact that he didn't give up, it didn't rub me the wrong way because like you're both saying, there was nothing like toxic about it. He wasn't pressuring her. Um, but it was like, he was just this ball of emotion who was trying to hold it all in. He didn't know what to do with himself. And that wrestling scene, I watched it before both of you did, and I was going out of my mind needing somebody to talk to about it because I'm like, I cannot believe the end of episode eight. It's like, crazy. This was bananas. And I was freaking out. It was and I mean, he wrestled and fought his heart out, and that fucking got me. And then when they were in paradise, and Sulky seemed like the most comfortable and open that she had been with anyone the entire show. I totally shipped it. And I wanted her to be with somebody where she wasn't afraid to be herself. And that's why I loved her final confessional after we knew that she chose Zhang Wu, where she said that she always dates guys that she likes, but this time she wanted to date someone who truly liked her. And that was like so motherfucking badass. And it changed. Not that I had a bad opinion of her, but I think it was, that was, we got to see the best of her there. And again, like I talk about the editing of this because you know, they really made it look like in that last episode that she was going to choose Jin Young because all they showed us is her like private talk with Jin Young, right? Mm-hmm. She probably had a talk like that with Jong Woo too, but they didn't. They didn't show us that. They made mm-hmm. it look like she spent her, you know, her last moments with Jin Young, and she said, told him, you know, she was all shy and like, you know, mm-hmm. demure, and I know who I'm going to choose, and it wasn't mm-hmm. him, and that was that was a good twist, and I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. Because she said, you know, he is he's always approached me. And now I'm saying, I want to approach him. I really loved. Yeah, I loved everything she said there. I thought it was really smart. And I thought for someone who's 
25. Um, I thought that was a really interesting she's thing. She's 23. Or 23. Isn't she? No, she's 25. I, she's 25. Oh, she's she Mm-hmm. She oh, might be twenty-five-three and twenty-four international. That's right. That it's so it's Zoe and Nadine who are. Yeah, but I thought that was like um, on the on an emotional maturity level. I thought that that was really amazing. I thought yeah. for someone of her age, I I agree. I I really do. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I mean, and it was good editing, honestly, because they really did make you want to think that Jin Young was like going to be her end game. Um, and so, you know, they were they were going with like a line to give us that twist by the end, like how they were setting it up. And they did a great job. I was completely emotionally manipulated and I don't care. Yep, 100%. Especially the order that she like said her last words to each of them. Like she said, you know, Dongwu, Jongwu, and then Jin Young. Like you thought that that was going to be yeah. the choice. And then she like, yeah, Jongwu, will, will you leave with me? Yeah. And I loved when he was talking about his hand being so sweaty. Yes! And he's like, I'm sorry. It's it's so sweaty. She's like, sweet. I don't care. <laughs> i did think sweet. too like she seemed so much more comfortable with him like yeah. i i noticed that too like she yeah. she yeah she was like giggly and whatever with jin young and that was like cute and all but actually the more th- i saw how she acted between the two of them i was like i, I would i'd want to hang with jong woo more right. like because if that's in like, herself yeah. not nervous no it's just it was mature and I guess like that's why I was like judging myself because I'm like oh my god here I am at 43 thinking I've learned all these life lessons and then I'm going for the toxic dude again I was like I maybe I'm not as wise as I thought I was because look you want to go with the guy who's gonna treat you like a freaking queen yeah who was robbed this season aka who was this season's Anya one which if you listen to our uh first season Anya Wan was like gorgeous gorgeous girl um who none of the guys went for and she was like so funny and charming and we were like what the heck well you kind of just gave it away like yeah 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 yeah. I know (laughs) well we basically already said yeah Park Sejong still don't get it she was ballsy enough to wear cowboy boots on an island in Korea like she just went right out there with her cowboy boots on the beach in the sand her clothes were hot I don't think she had one cardigan (laughs) <laughs> not a parasol her, to be seen right and she had her hawaiian tropics oil yeah well like to go with that as, as far as like what she brought to the island in my quick like sort of watching of the of the reunions uh of them you know watching the episodes um han bin said that he brought like five suitcases i saw that mm-hmm. <laughs> and because Dong Wu was like, I thought I brought too much bringing two suitcases and then this guy over here. And, and Han Bin's like, and I didn't get to wear like even half of what I brought. But um, he's another one who I thought got robbed. Like he, like you said, Megan, and I agree. I think he was like the heart that like held the show together. He was such a good friend to everybody, you know, who was there, including the women. Um, he was so like not toxic at all like he liked so on so much but he basically told her look i'm gonna go with my heart and i'm gonna stand here with you at the end but i just want you to be happy and i will be happy if you're happy and you know she told him that she appreciated him and and he was like you know that's enough that's enough to know that you feel that way about me and i was like oh you sweet little 24 year old baby man (laughs) who can cook like come on come on yeah, and I'm echoing both. They were both robbed. I feel like it's like if you are a chef or you've got a perfect ass, somehow no one likes you. Yeah, crazy. It would but have been a they huge both... 
upset if they ended up together. I would have loved that. But they both deserve better. And that's where I feel like the casting was weird. Because I was mm-hmm. like, well, what guy there was going to go for Sojun? Like, she was too awesome for the dudes that were there. And then, not like too awesome, but like, you know, she wasn't like, you know, you needed a different type of guy for her. And then for Humbin, I felt like he, there needed to be like some girl, like maybe they thought like Soe, but like there was like no one who was out. We're going to be like, I want to go for this like cute little dude. Like Soe's like the only person I can think of that could have possibly been like in their mind for thinking she would like them. Him. Well, I remember when um, Jin Young came and they, he went back to like the men's dorm area and they were like, what do you think of the girls? Like, what do you think about Sejong? And he was like, girl crush. And all the guys go, yep, you summed her up. And that was like it. And that's like all they wanted to talk about was Sejong. And I was like, and they almost said it in like, with like a negative connotation. And so mm-hmm. I looked, I've only heard girl crush in response to like um, K-pop. So I looked it up and um, like the definitions I saw were kind of like a like girl crush in Korea kind of means she's like embraces her sexiness um you know kind of more like female empowerment and i'm just like oh so that's <laughs> like they it just felt like that was like a they negative thing yeah. they can't handle it and i was like what there was there basically wasn't a man enough there that could be like yeah i like this woman who like embraces her sexiness you know what i mean whatever poor sejong um so what cast member gave you the ick <laughs> Which we kind of talked about a little bit. Already. We did, yeah. We can. I mean, we can move. We don't. I don't no, I'm happy to. I'm happy to talk. Okay, about go ahead. It so I mean, like, look, Minsu and Dongwoo obviously were it, like gave me icks, but in the end, honestly, I had to judge Jin Young because for me, I think that when he stood next to Nadine, he lost it. Like I was completely done with him. And I've heard some listeners dispute that he ever looked like he was going to choose her. But to my eyes, he was going to. Yeah. And the host even started to freak out. And even Nadine started to like get excited. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Oh, he's cheer for you. And like walked away. And I was like, Oh, fuck you. YouTuber. Like Nadine, get that Harvard money and live your life. (laughs) And again, I I was going to say again, I think, that's something that could have been scripted too, right? They, like he could have been told by the producers, stand by, stand by Nadine for like 15 seconds before you talk to her. You know, like that, yeah. these are the things that we don't know. Like he did her dirty for sure. Like in, in mm-hmm. the viewer's eyes, he did her dirty. Um, but look at all the drama that that moment got. I kind of think it was scripted. Well, and this is the thing though, because of like his, how he acted on the show, we did believe that he might possibly choose Nadine because he he wasn't like all in like like we know Jung Woo would never was never going to do that. Right. And Sulki knew Jung Woo was never going to do that. So do you know what I'm saying? So like even if it was scripted, it still could have been. Oh, for sure. And meaning. I, I ultimately I think like Sulki's like, look, he's not he's waffling on his feelings i i'm not i'm not even gonna go there i, I kind of love that she was just like screw you buddy yep he was 100 percent dicking around with her feelings because she was like <laughs> i have decided have you he's like i don't know we'll see how it yeah. plays out she's like all right okay i'm sorry all i all i asked one simple question and it caused all this drama all i said was it's was there any simple because there is insinuation in that question. i didn't think that there was insinuation i said 
was there any storyline you fast forwarded through because that couple bored you? That's all I said. And I'm getting attacked on Google Docs. So look, <laughs> I'm not going to come for Yung Jae and Seon Megan. Okay. I think that they were cute. And I believe they actually fell for each other. I, I agree. Totally. Yeah. So is a stockbroker a hot, interesting career? I mean, not That's not totally. my... <laughs> Because earlier when he first started, you're like, I don't like him. He's a stockbroker. That's boring. You told me that. <laughs> but look, can being a stockbroker, if you're successful, buy a lot of paint? Yeah. It does. So let my girl paint and be well fed. Mm-hmm. And I hope they can finally just bone in peace, honestly, because that's where I felt like if this was America, they would just like shut the door and let them get to it. And then this, the camera just sat there like all night long. And I was like, look. They want to hook up so bad, and right. they can't. Oh, the cot so. in her room. I know. I Look, and, like, that's the thing. They had to stay up all night to talk, just to, like, spend time together. And then I remember, like, the – in, like, the little reunion, they're like, you slept in the same room? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah. God, I don't know. We're so used to American reality dating shows. I know. That, that, that's, like – that's not – it doesn't even phase us. But – no, I know. I just I just felt like I was listening. This is the thing is like their conversations were very sweet and all, but I kind of felt like I was just like eavesdropping on someone's date and not in like it was like, oh, like, I'm like, just let them. I think I, that's the way I was like, just take the cameras out and shut the doors and let them do what they want to do. Like, I don't need to be listening to this, I guess. And I like I wanted to give but them we privacy. Really did. Like, that's that's the whole thing. They had the least screen time. Like, again, mm-hmm editing choice like where is the drama in watching two people meet in the first like day and fall and for fall each for each other, each other. No i know that's there. the thing because i'm like where's the tension the entire time they did I know. yeah there's no tension they liked each other the whole entire time and i was rooting for them like i shipped it the whole time i thought that they had chemistry and i loved that and i think i think that might be you know why some people might have found it not as riveting because there there is no drama they like each other yeah, we just that's all you know, I found it. Get to, yeah, yeah, I think I was I was trying I wanted to get to the end. I wanted to. I, so I, I know, but I, I, I don't know. But I, I did not like fast forward. forward. I they did fast, fast forward because they were barely even on the screen. They oh, I did. There. I did fast forward. The one time they have a happy time, Megan's like, yeah, fast forward. But <laughs> what you fast forwarded through is that she wore his glasses. Yeah, I did I know, see that. I loved it. I didn't. When I say I fast forwarded, I would like you stop. Fast forwarded it? Well, I would like stop and I would like see what they were doing. And I'm like, oh, they're still just like giggling and stuff. And then I would just keep forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Amy, because none of us know what corn coffee is. Let us know yeah. what you found out. Because I think we all kind of want to go and visit Jungwoo at his coffee shop. Yeah, so Jungwoo's family runs a coffee shop that's called like Sweet Corn Coffee. And apparently it's like a really popular place that you have to like wait in line for. So I was like, what is corn coffee? Like, is that a thing or is that just like a Korean saying? So I actually Googled it and there's a couple of different answers. So there is actually coffee made from roasted corn. Like this is, you can go down like a whole like Amazon rabbit hole. Like there's all different brands of corn coffee and it's like made from roasted corn. There is not actually coffee beans in it, but I was reading reviews for like one that I found on Amazon people are like, it tastes and smells just like coffee, but it doesn't give you the jitters. Like there's no caffeine. It's a lot healthier for you. So now I'm like, 
I think I need to try some corn coffee. But I don't think that's what Jong Wu's family sells because there's also a sweet corn latte. Um, and according to a Reddit poster that was like in a thread about Singles Inferno and, and the sweet corn coffee, the sweet corn latte is made with creamed corn, condensed oh. milk, and espresso. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> there's some, I do believe that there is some blending going on. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah, because like that, like a... okay. no, that sounds like a latte. Okay. That sounds like a terrible latte. texture. So yeah. So my first thought is like, this is something that I would never think that I would ever want in my mouth. Mm-hmm. However, I would totally taste it because mm-hmm. I like corn and yeah. I like coffee. So like give me a blended, blended, please, sweet corn latte. So if any of you listening like have more information about corn coffee, this was just like my sort of cursory, you know, deep dive on it. But the fact that there's actually like roasted corn brewed coffee that you could have or this sweet corn latte mm-hmm. situation are both – I'm very curious about both and would like to spend some more time with them. So maybe I'll take corn coffee to paradise. Yeah, I think that sounds, I mean, if it's blended, obviously that, yeah, I, I would totally, try it. <laughs> I don't I want to be chewing, <laughs> chewing, chewing corn. corn, in corn in my, it sounds, it sounds, and I thought it was really cute that he was a barista. I loved it. I loved showing them making his little coffee in his shop and well, good it's for a him. family business too. It's not, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like it's, it's the thing. No I think shade that's to anybody who is, a barista that it's not a family business, but like, it's, right. you know, like there's, there's a, a lot to what he's doing. Yeah. Because we did look up just not, you should, I mean, I don't know when I was watching singles Inferno, as soon as they said that Suki was like a piano major, I was like, her parents got to be rich. Like there's no way there's just no way. And yeah, we looked it up or no, I saw it on like Soompi. Her family is one of the richest families in, in South Korea. Which is why, like, dong thought he was coming in being like, I'm a doctor, dude. Like, you're going to totally, like, hook up with no, me Suki for that. doesn't and care. She was like, yeah, she didn't care. Yeah. She doesn't need the money. But what is funny is that she actually was interested. Because to me, when I found out that Jin Young was a military YouTuber, I was like, mm, like, he's a 10 until that happened. And then I was like, no, not for me. But I thought that... um like she reacted really positively to the fact to his cafe. She knew it. And then she knew who he was like yeah. from like, Instagram. Yeah, she saw him on Instagram. She's like, I know the cafe and I've seen you on Instagram, which is so cute. Yeah. Well, like one adorable. of the hosts were like, okay, so Suki doesn't drink. Uh, she said she doesn't drink alcohol yes. and she's 25. And that's probably what she does. She probably wants to like go have coffee at cute cafes, take pictures yeah. on Instagram. Like that's her interest. Her interest isn't like, a military YouTuber. <laughs> like, it's just, that's like a totally different plane. You know what I mean? And let's just say that Jong Woo, he is a, like, he is the dude that's going to take all the pictures and, like, never be tired of it. Like, is that for me? No, not really. But he would be like, I want to hold your purse and yeah. take the pictures. Like, what's wrong with Secretary Kim when he's, like, taking all those pictures of her and he's, like, bending yeah. down to, like, get the great shots of her? Like, yeah. that's Jungwoo. Like, he would take, yeah, he'll hold your purse. He'll carry all your bags that she buys all her stuff with because yeah. she's incredibly Look, there's nothing rich. nothing wrong with being worshipped. And... No, and he would what, just be so? happy the whole time. Like, he's yeah. never, 
And the other thing I liked was that, like, you know, she was unsettled around Jin Young, kind of. Like, he threw off her game. And, like, while she was like, that's, like, hot. And I kind of do, obviously, like, want to, like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm, you know, whatever. But, like, she was in her power with Jung Woo. Yes. And I liked that, too. I thought she was, like, too. she was relaxed. And she did. I mean, look, is she going to be the boss? Yeah. And good. Good for her. Be the boss. When they were feeding each other, like, the food in Paradise, mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh, try this. And she's like, oh, try this. I'm like, they're just so comfortable with each other. Like, yeah. I thought he was she's like, be... I've had enough. I've had enough, yes. okay? He's like, okay, okay. But, like, I, I thought he was going to be super, I thought he was going to be super nervous and awkward. And he was great. Like, I thought he was great in Paradise, so. Yeah, I agree. I actually, yeah, I thought he was going to, again, come on maybe really weird and strong. I mean, I have to be honest. Because at first when she was on that date with Dong Wu, I was like, why is she being so kind of standoffish? But then I got it. He kept going, how do you feel? What are your right. feelings? Blah, and blah, blah. Like and day she, one. Yeah, she's like, buddy. Yeah, let's get in the pool. Let's get in the pool together. And I, well, I think, A, she probably wasn't that into him, like, super big. Like, did yeah. she pick him to be on that date? She did. Yeah. But um, she just, but she, she said in the reunion thing, she's like, um, I wanted to get to know him. And he mm-hmm. wasn't like doing that like he wasn't talking about himself he just kept saying like how do you feel about me and it's like Mm -hmm. she's like well i don't know that's why i'm here to like yeah and she was just like over it and i don't blame her yeah Yeah. i actually i i liked her and then like the drinking like he's like you don't drink like uh and then like not like i think he was also really drunk on that first date i think he was super drunk because he just kept like leaning into her and like asking her her feelings and i think she was super uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah she was like fully covered up. up in like three towels, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of like a rope. <laughs> Poor yeah, Suki. Not and like he didn't read the room. Yeah, that's when he was gross to me. But yeah, look, I will say though that Jung Woo, he Jung Woo cries when he comes. Oh, I saw- <laughs> <laughs> like no doubt. Mm-hmm. 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 But respectfully. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> well, thanks, he, probably, he thanks her I was, profusely. I, I was just going to say he cries and thanks her. <laughs> yeah. says, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> and, like, and then he'll be like, what can I do better next time? Was that good for you? fingers. All he is doing is, like, interlocking fingers with earnest missionary. <laughs> I think, heavy eye contact. I think Jung Woo would definitely, he would, he would go down. Um, once oh, he learns oh, how, oh, oh. Uh, he'd be like, he would live there. I mean, like, he'd be happy to do that date. I mean, like that's his breakfast. He would live there. He'd be like, come in my coffee shop, just sit down, and I'll just go under the table <laughs> <laughs> and cry, cry while I do it. Cry He's while like I weeping. He's using his tears to keep the lube going. <laughs> I can't. Oh my God. But that's why I'm saying, like, you know, because Jin Young, like, I'm like, look, that dude, he was going to give it and he was going to give it well. And I Jin was Young, like, oh, yeah. She's like, going to be curious enough that she's going to be like, look, I'm going to get my world rocked and then I'm going to, like, move on to, like, my, like, high end lifestyle. That's what I predicted to happen. And the fact that she went with, yeah, I mean, I'm never not shaken by that. And Jin Young probably makes like pew pew noises or something. He's slapping ass. He's doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's definitely okay. not grateful for. No. He does. And he doesn't ask if it was good for her. 
He is he care. going down? Probably not. Probably Jung, not. Jungwoo carried her bag, by the way, when they went to. Oh my god, that was so paradise. funny when he's. He's like, do you want me to yeah, carry? She's like, no. Why like, did right. everyone find it so charming when he wouldn't carry her bag? Because I didn't find that to be. Super I thought it was charming. hilarious. I didn't find it. Char- I thought it was very funny because he just doesn't give a shit. This is a thing. Because she said, "Do you want to carry my bag?" And he's like, "Do you he's want like, me no. to?" This is the like, thing no. to me about Jin Young. He went on there. In my opinion, his agent was like, "You need to go on some sort of show. You need to go on the show, and you need to like, you know, get your follower count up." Like, that's how you're going to make money. And so he's like, all right, cast me on this, like, freaking show. So he goes on and he's like, all right, I got to, I got to, like, play the game. Like, I got to get screen time. And he, like, knows he can. Like, he knows he's, like, charming enough. He kind of knows how to, like, be aloof. And he, he did the job. Like, Mm -hmm. he did what he signed up to do. But I don't think in any way, I mean, I'm sure he probably likes Suki. Like, sure. But I don't think he, like, in any way was trying to, like, get a girl. I think this was like a business move for him. Because he didn't want to be, he was, when he was like, Jungwoo defeated me in the pit and in the game, I don't think that was in his bingo card losing in the mud pit. And I don't think it was his bingo card losing. No, I think he, I think he thought he just, he'd win, but I don't think he like, I don't think he actually like cared about like, the like emotions of it. That makes sense. No, no, no. But I think that he felt like you know he want he it wasn't good business for him to walk out having lost to True. the skinny barista in like the like you know, he's like I love that he right? did though I love that he did right the skinny barista he lost a skinny the barista oh my god uh, but anyway I mean but I I thought like that's I thought Jin Young was enter- like he's a contestant I want on the show like that is the type of contestant I want like someone who's gonna kind of be like charismatic charming who's gonna like shake up the cast cause like tension and drama and he was i thought he was a great contestant i will check out his channel again i don't think i'm the target market but i will i will check it out and see like what's he's what he's doing with his haircuts and stuff i'll check in on him so why don't we suggest a game for the contestants because anything is better than that like dugout mud pit of death i don't know that was pretty riveting to watch but... it, it was it just feels really brutal. Like, oh like, my god! Did you it see was. all I mean, all the guys it, with bandages on afterwards. I was like, blood, blood was drawn. Like, I know. Yeah, seriously. I yeah. mean, can we have like some trivia or something that lets them show off their useless knowledge on random subjects? I love trivia. I you love know, trivia. I, I, what I thought would be kind of fun was what if they had like a sort of speed dating game where everybody actually gets one on one time with every possible partner, but there could be like scripted like get out of your comfort zone kind of questions. Like you've got to answer like one question, then you move on to the next person kind of thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because I nobody would... really got to have, you know, like the only time you really had like a date was if you went to paradise and, you know, Sejong never got to go to paradise and we never really got to see her have any good, like one-on-ones either. And I think mm-hmm. it would be really like force that one-on-one and let them actually, you know, everybody's like, I'm curious about everybody. I want to get to know everybody. Well, like make that happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I'd also like to see like some, like, you know, where they have to like get paired with like partners of the opposite sex to do some challenges. Yeah. But okay. Can I say one thing? Cause I haven't said this one thing. And if we finish the pod and I haven't said it, I don't know what I'm going to do. Go. So, you know, Soe. Mm-hmm. Little Soe. Little mm-hmm. Soe. 
We have not talked about the fact that not only does she like to eat the chicken neck, but she likes to chomp through the bones of it. <laughs> does she say that? Yeah. So I totally love that. I mean, like eating chicken neck is like very much like, you know, lots of people eat chicken neck. It was just yeah. how she said it when she's like, I like to eat the bones too. And I was like, and um, who was it? Was it Sajun? Sajun? Yeah, Sejun, was that he the one that liked her? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And Sejun like, was hot for Soe. I don't actually yeah. believe Soe was really hot for him. I think they left as, like, friends. Yeah. But I think he was way, I think he was into her. I think her. she'll let mm-hmm. him take her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, she wasn't, like, all into it, whereas no. I think he was all he was all into her. And when she said that he she ate the, the bones. Mm-hmm. He was turned on. And I, I it was like an amazing moment. He just had this like, boo boo. And I was just like, oh my God. And she's like, I like, and she was like all cute. Like, I like to eat the bones. You got her little voice, her like little tinkle voice. <laughs> and it was just such like a moment where I was like, that's amazing. And it's amazing that he was like, that shit's hot. Yeah. Was <laughs> I like, was like, I'm down for the bone chewing. <laughs> You want to chew some bones? I got yeah. some bones. I got a bone chew. for you. I've got a bone you can gnaw on. <laughs> I don't think any dude wants his bone gnawed on. <laughs> you're doing it wrong if you're chewing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah, I just had to mention that because I just thought it was Thanks. cute. That he what a great enjoyed. note to end on. Good job. Chewing the bone. Well, I hope they bring back a season three, four. I hope I'm 80 and they're still bringing back Singles Inferno. I love it oh, so God. much. As long as we keep the hosts. We need to keep the hosts the same. Yeah, yeah I. Who, if anyone is listening, keep those hosts because they are awesome. They're awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Annyeong. Annyeong. Thank you for listening to Afternoon and Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonAndDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!